0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Flatback 3. Thank you very much for joining us. The 26 of you who have subscribed to the channel and over a thousand people who have watched our videos now. We appreciate having you back once again as we are here to talk about the fantastic finale of the... the, Oh no, no, it was shit. To talk about the terrible finale of (laughs) The Mandalorian Season 3 as we continue to berate Star Wars for being exactly what it is A terrible streaming show rather than a set of movies in the biggest franchise of all time, other than potentially Lord of the Rings. George, I'm joined by you, although it says K on your uh, on your little tag thing today. How are you doing?
1: I'm well, and so is K. So yeah, we're both good.
0: Okay, Um, George, Mandalorian season three is officially over. It was not good in my opinion. I did not enjoy the season as much as you did in bulk anyway, and I am going to sort of um, use some evidence to back up the fact that I thought that this season was poor throughout. In that, we will have a look at the IMDb fan ratings for the... Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it. Okay, so the IMDb fan ratings for the episode two episode of... Um, This season's Mandalorian started off at a 7.5, 8.3, 7, 7. Like nothing really too much. The Spy's got a pretty good rating of 8.9, which I think is generous. Although, you know, it did have a lot of action in it, I suppose. And then the finale got an 8.5 as well. But that's been rated by three and a half thousand people less than most of the other videos. Compared to season two where 7.8 was the lowest rating throughout, and Season 1, where the lowest rating was 7.5 for the middle of the series, but in its first series, not that bad. So, evidence to show – sorry, I'm going to keep scrolling around – evidence to show that this season has been pretty shitty – And I think that the 8.5 that the finale got is extremely generous Um, Mm. for what actually occurred. I think that people sometimes just with a finale of a program get a little bit turned around by all the action scenes and the so, so so-called emotional scenes um, that are in this. And obviously we'll talk about some of the scenes in a moment in terms of mandalorian season three re- three responses online just googled the mandalorian season three um and most of the headlines including the metro the express the hollywood reporter are all saying that the uh mandalorian was pretty terrible so you can see like words like rushed underwhelming awful embarrassing um so it's not just us and it's not just the select few people who you know, have decided that this show is not quite what it once was. What were your thoughts on the finale, mate?
1: So I will, long listeners of the pod will know I'm a positive guy and I will start off with the only positive I had for this episode and as for the whole season, actually.
0: It finished.
1: (laughs) It is finished. (laughs) But also, I just love the Mandalorian character. I've really enjoyed learning about the culture and I just think the special effects of the Mandalorian has been really cool this season, just to see them all like flying around fighting. Uh, so that, I mean, yeah, that's the only positive I have is that I've, I've enjoyed learning more about the Mandalorians and how well, cool they look basically.
0: Well, just really quickly on that point, and uh, yeah, And then long listeners to the podcast, watch the channel will know that I'm extremely negative in all situations, especially when it comes to star Wars and Marvel in the last three or four years. um, like you said about there learning about the culture flying and fighting like i feel like the action scenes have largely made the mandalorians look like idiots throughout most of this series like when they were getting attacked by the giant crocodile when they were getting attacked and subsequently chasing the pterodactyl which just uh, to skip ahead really quickly there was one thing where i was like isn't it convenient that previously when the pterodactyl took the child mandalorian and they couldn't chase him for more than like two minutes because they ran out of fuel in this episode no one had to refuel their jetpacks at all everyone was flying all over the place literally from Mm. outside the uh, atmosphere of the planet to the planet and for one guy's case and back um Mm. it was really interesting to me that they're not consistent but you said about like learning about the culture but what do we know about the culture other than they say a, a speech and then they put a helmet mm. on and then they don't take the helmet on unless they're bo because Bo-Katan is special and she can do
1: both. Mm. Uh, maybe I, I spoke too soon. I was saying that then. I guess just the aesthetics, I think just like yeah. the special effects and just how they're, I don't know. I, it's just something every time I saw them, like, you know, when they're on the ship and they drop down off from and the cool. stuff, I just think all those sort of things look really cool um and even in this episode when they were fight fighting the flying space troopers or whatever they were i just thought that looked really awesome
0: yeah i mean like but that's the thing and this is again not to be a, it's not a criticism of you or anyone else that enjoys these specific things but i think that star wars if you think about what star wars was even in the prequels with um like 1 2 and 3 but especially 4 5 and 6 they were all about the narrative story like the story was dark side light side jedi sith Anakin, Obi-Wan, Luke, Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader. Now, and again, I'm not, it's not a criticism of you or anyone else, but now it's look at the moving colors. Isn't it nice? Look at the battle scenes. These are good battle scenes, aren't they? Oh, look, baby Grogu's done something cute again. Oh, don't you all love it? What was the narrative? Like, what was the narrative? And I'll tell you one mm. thing: a million percent, Moff Gideon's not fucking dead. Do you not think? Oh, no, they won't kill him off. They didn't kill him off the last time. He escaped from prison nice and easy. He was in, like, an indestructible suit. He was
1: pretty burnt and dead to me.
0: But we didn't see him.
1: Yeah, I suppose. We don't have hardcore evidence. But... There's
0: one thing that you've yeah. learned from Disney is that they don't kill anyone. Like, we've had this conversation with Marvel. We've had it with Star Wars before. They won't kill anyone off. Um, mm. And if they do, I've seen some people um, online saying that Moff Gideon is arguably the best Star Wars villain. And I'm like, have you seen Darth Vader? Oh my um, God. Yeah. Although they have That's made so Darth Vader, cool. Vader a complete loser in what he did in Obi-Wan and things like that. But let's talk about the episode. I don't think we're going to be able to w- talk about it narratively from start to finish. Let's talk about it generally first. This episode... Was the second part of two episodes, which tried to set up the whole narrative of the whole second, uh, sorry, the whole third season. But instead of doing it across the third season, they tried to do it in two episodes. And one of the words we saw in all of the big, um, you know, newspaper reports and biggest pieces of feedback were that this was extremely rushed. And I think me and you have the same opinion of that. This felt like something that wasn't set up and didn't really have a linear narrative for us to follow throughout. What did you think on that? Did you agree with that? Or are you in the opinion of actually it was a little bit well, uh, sorry, a little a bit better structured than maybe they've got credit for?
1: No, I, I totally I agree t- with, with the reports that have come out. Um, in in that, we were talking off that air then. I, I felt no attachment, no emotion in that final fight scene when Grogu, bo and Din oh. were fighting Moth Gideon, yeah. and also I'll quickly just add, without going off too off subject, how I didn't realise Moth Gideon could fight.
0: He I, was a very yeah.
1: good uh, fighter in in I that will, scene. There,
0: I will say that they have made him a good, like a arguably too good a fighter for like a general within the empire who wouldn't have to do much hand to hand combat but i will say that is a continuation of what he was like in season 2 like you remember he had the remember. fight with so he had the fight in the finale with um, the beskar spear and the dark Savior with mando so he he could help he could hold himself up hand to hand with mando at the end of season 2 right um but it was okay, on another level then. it was on another level Ooh. this week um especially seeing as he was only broken out of prison what, 3 episodes ago that we became aware of it so he can't have been out for that long um or the the new republic would have found out about it you would assume but you know that that pilot came across the wreckage it wasn't like it was reported or anything so you know star wars i w- I, w- I will say that one of the one of the funniest things that um i'm just going to sort of link to something you said is like the spe- you said about like the special effects and how good things look i mean if i see grogu flip ever again i'm going to flip the, um, so, yeah. the, sorry, let's call it the fight scene with quotation marks with the guards, the Red Guards, I've forgotten their name again. The Red Guards and Grogu, when is in the IG-11 suit, which again, made no sense for him to be in it because they literally chopped it in half straight away. Like he didn't defend himself with the IG droid. It's not like he fired any weapons or like pushed them away or anything. He just was retreating backwards, got cut in half, then jumped out of it. And then Grogu spent... A good five minutes running around some lights suspended from the ceiling, that simply jumping from one to the other, avoiding sword swipes from these guys before Mando just turned up and saved the day. Um, so the special effects are good in some places, but yeah. when it comes to when it comes to Grogu, if I see that little shit flip or run ever again. Because there was a scene at the end when he goes to visit the New Republic pilot and his feet weren't touching the floor.
1: Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I I saw it as well. And you know what? I wrote it, this is the first episode. I've actually paused and wrote notes as I've gone, watched it. And before in that scene where he was jumping around the lights and stuff, it made me think of Team America and I didn't write it down. But then when I saw him, when he wasn't even touching the floor whilst he was walking, I was like, oh my God, it's literally like watching Team America when the where the puppets just kind of like yeah. dangle their feet on the floor. Hey, it's, it it's was horrendous. Really, it was really bad.
0: It's horrendous, mm. and to me, it screams, "I don't care." In terms of like the the director, John Favreau, who apparently I've heard rumors, mainly this is conf- like not confirmed, but this was spoken about on Friday Night Tights on the Nerd Rotic channel, which has obviously got a huge number of subscribers compared to us, but. There are rumours that Jon Favreau's out the door now um, at the end of this season, which really, let's be honest, it looks like they don't care anymore. And again, I think that Star Wars, in the way that they approach things, instead of telling interesting stories, they just go, look at the shiny thing, look at the moving colours, look at this, look at that. Um, It was just embarrassing for me. Like, should we just go through all the problems we had with it? Because if we talk about the positives... There were, right off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that I thought was good about this episode. Maybe, maybe the fact that Mando was actually, like Din Djarin was one of the key characters in this episode and it wasn't just Bo-Katan doing everything, which it has been for the last three or four, which again, confuses me so much because it's like, oh, they lean so much towards Bo-Katan being the main character. And then when it comes to the finale, they're like, oh, well, let's make Mando at least equal But then Mm. they focus on him at the end of the episode as well when he goes back to um, Navarro and he settles down. But is he going to settle down? Because then they teased this, like, the next season or the next step in their evolution as a partnership in that he's going to do case-by-case contracts for the New Republic in, like, the Outer Rim and stuff like that, which I have to say is actually the thing they should have been doing for the last two seasons. Mm. God! Well, (laughs) like... They Or sorry, at least this season in the, what what it started as, a bounty hunter who was working outside of the New Republic and outside the law. It was the best season for that specific reason. Get rid of Grogu, go back to it. Instead, they kept Grogu around, reintroducing him without showing him in this series, and they just had him pop up again in Boba Fett. Um, for him to then, or for them to then do this, all season to build up to nothing for him to then tease the fact he might go back to bounty hunting, which would genuinely be the best thing they can do with this show if it's going to continue. But other than that, I can't think of any positives.
1: No, that's fair. I've literally put that one positive about the special effects and just seeing Mandalorians fly around. And like you said, (laughs) that's nothing to do with the story. I just thought it looked cool. Yeah,
0: and that's so, it. But then, like, comparatively, you've got that and then you've got the Grogu stuff. And it's just like, are, mm-hmm. we, are we taking the piss? And also, the TIE fight. Oh, let's let's go through it one by one. I know you've got a written list. There are things that I don't write as much down as you. I, t- I like to go off the top of my head and use my emotional input and how to review things. But do you want to talk about something that you've written down as, like, one of your key points to discuss as a as a real negative or a criticism?
1: Yeah, so I guess the first thing that I wrote down was something that we talked about last week, was Din Djarin being captured. And I said to you, well, there's got to be a reason why he was captured, because why wouldn't Mothkideon kill him? But I, and then I was, I was really disappointed in the first ten minutes, five minutes, because he was captured for no reason. But,
0: right, here's the worst thing. So he wasn't just... I don't know if this is on your sheet. It's not just that he was captured for no reason. He escaped without any help and they they had captured literally who they understood to be the leader of the mandalorians because the last time moff gideon saw him he had the dark saber right so he's essentially one of the main mandalorians that he's encountered before two guards he had two guards walking him down a hallway and he beat them both up escaped on his own and then the thing that I literally, like you said, this is five minutes in. The thing that sent me over the edge was then Grogu turned up to help him, and I was like, "Where have you come from? How have you got here?" Like, me too. You, you were locked behind a blast door, and you had to escape through a little hole with Bo-Katan and the rest of the Mandalorians. How are you even here? And how mm. did you find him?
1: Mm. I just
0: like that really bothered me. I was like, "What just?" Plot armor kept him alive, and then the plot needed this to happen, therefore he arrived at this point at this exact time. Just terrible writing. And this is why right. I think John Favreau must just not care. To have, like you said, him captured and then like and like for you, um sort of convince you that this is going to mean something. This is actually something you need to care about. Nah. Less than mm-hmm. five minutes in, he's escaped. And also, he should be dead. Why are they keeping him prisoner? The plan no. is the plan is destroy and kill all the Mandalorians. They, they, they sent Tie fighters up to destroy the main ship and the blockade. They had all those troopers to try and shoot down and kill all the Mandalorians. They weren't trying to capture them. Why did he keep Din Djarin alive?
1: Yeah, that's that's that, um, that was the the only question from the last episode. So I was thinking there must be a reason. He but wants Din thing, for a reason, but then... The
0: other thing, Italian hands, the other thing that really bothers me, and this bothered me in Ant-Man as well, Quantumania, why
1: did they let him keep his fucking suit? Oh, what? Dinja Keep his if suit? If you've captured him, just take his Beskar armour off of him. Oh, uh, right, yeah. What, well, straight away? Yeah, because then, yeah. when he actually does start
0: to escape, they're trying to shoot him and bullets are bouncing off of him like they always do. If you had just taken at least his chess plate off, you could have killed him. Yeah. I don't I just, know. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. I just don't understand what the thought process is with, oh, well capture this person oh he's escaped and it happened in rise of skywalker the last part of the terrible sequel trilogy where they kept teasing that characters had died like when chewbacca got blown up in that transport ship and then the next scene is chewbacca back on the screen absolutely fine they don't do anything with consequence or impact no. so yes you're correct that was absolutely terrible what was the next thing on your list young man
1: so just to follow that actually when grogu does capture sorry save dinjarin um it's something you mentioned last week is that they're using grogu as like a merchandise tool and it oh, made me yeah. think grogu is the equivalent of ash catch and pikachu that's essentially what they've created with dinjarin and grogu and i just thought i just i know we just talked about this but why was grogu there what was he going to do like I, exactly where where did he just come from Um, But why is he Why did they even take Like the only reason really that they took him onto the planet Is because
0: you'd you'd like to think They'd planned episode to episode The only reason Mm. they had him on the planet Is so that he wasn't on the ship When it started getting blown up Because he can't fly But do you know what can fly His orb that he was in And Mando's (laughs) ship That apparently Grogu can pilot With the help of R5 Three or four episodes ago like this yeah. shit happens in this show, and then they just don't do it anymore. The thing that bothers me the most with Grogu is that he had an IG-11 suit that had him completely exposed with no self-defense system. Mm. Like that, that, yeah, that it,
1: was a weird story having that.
0: It just made no sense. It would have made mm. it would have been genuinely easier for someone to carry him. Mm. Oh mm. but that, you know. That was terrible. Um, I can't even remember what happened in this episode because all it is to me in my head is Mando escaped. He went after Moff Gideon and then the rest of the Mandalorians had a gunfight in the middle of the air with all the troopers until Grogu had to go flipping around on the lights. Then Mando saved him, Bo-Katan lost in a hand-to-hand combat fight with Moff Gideon and then Mando... Grogu and Bo-Katan sort of defeated uh, what's his name Moff Gideon until the big thing blew up.
1: Mm. Well, the big, big thing that well, there's three questions I had for me at this episode from looking at previous episodes and the stories let's from previous do episodes. It. Hey, let's do it. Let's answer these questions. Yeah, let's answer these questions. So I have three. Who are the spies? That yeah. was never answered. What was the point of the cloning? No idea. And what was the well, last one?
0: All the, uh, the cloning... What was the
1: point of the Doctor episode? Well, right,
0: so the cloning... In te- like, I'm just going to isolate your second question very, very quickly. The only reason they were doing that is to set up the fact that they were already cloning people in order to then set up Supreme Leader Snoke in the sequel series. You know, do you remember Snoke? The, like creepy old guy who was dressed in like a gold robe in episode 7 and 8 that was like kylo ren's master but then it turned out he was a cloned puppet for the emperor the whole time that's the only reason done that is to try and justify why they has snoke show up out of nowhere and then be killed and then turn out to be a test tube baby in the final like, yeah, film i see okay that's the well, only reason
1: they that were if doing you just that. Seen mandalorian.
0: if you just if you're just watching the mandalorian you'll you'll have no idea. And you are 1 million percent hammer on the nail on the head. What was the point of the Doctor episode? It was the lowest rated, no, second lowest rated episode of this series, based on IMDb, and it didn't facilitate anything at all, other than telling us that there are people within the New Republic that are actually working for the Empire. But you could have told us that in a scene. Like, there are people who are working in the new republic that are reformed empire employees then the next scene you could have that woman who was the you know the main antagonist in the new republic talking to Moff Gideon like she did at the start of this episode and you'd be like oh she's still evil mm. that's what he that needed it. isn't it that would have been it i don't- mm. I don't know I I suppose the only the only thing that they did that whole doctor episode four was so that they could wipe his memory at the end so that he couldn't do any cloning or any science for the new republic
1: but then again like when he came back I was like oh I thought he was already dead or like I thought he was kind of like he was a a big part a big character for season one and then I thought when he came back I was like oh okay he's back but like I didn't really need to see him again you know what I mean
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't need to see in this series. Um, Most of it, actually, was not needed. Um, I could have done without seeing most of it. It's, um, you know, it's far and away. It's not the worst thing that Disney has made in Star Wars. I mean, I've seen Obi-Wan. That was terrible. I hated the Obi-Wan series. Um, Book of Boba Fett was pretty bad. But this is really, really, like, shooting for worst thing they've made. Like, it's pretty terrible. And like we said, the main problem with it is that they've had, is it eight episodes? It was eight, wasn't it? They had eight episodes to tell a story and
1: Mm -hmm. they
0: didn't tell any stories. Like the pirates, they they showed up and then they went, we've got to find a new memory chip for IG-11. Oh no, don't worry, we've turned it into a walking skeleton for Grogu. Oh, we've got to go back to Mandalore so I can have a bath. He had a bath. We've got to bring the Mandalorians together bring the Mandalorians together. We're going to go and retake Mandalore. Oh no, the empire are there. Okay. We've beaten them in like 10 minutes of a fight. Also. <sighs> it's the empire. And I know that they're trying to sort of lay low, but you don't lay low by trying to overthrow a planet. So if you're going to try and overthrow a planet, why would you only send like 200 troopers and about 14. um tie fighters with Moth Gideon to try and overthrow the whole Mandalorian race who have almost impenetrable armor.
1: Yeah, seems like a bit of a small number, doesn't it? Small God
0: Almighty, it was terrible. This episode was a complete. What's the word I'm looking for? It was like a microcosm of everything that had come before it. It was, it was like a microcosm of everything that had come before it. This doesn't make sense. This has no impact, and this is not good. And that was the whole final episode. Mm. There was just. It was just. It bothered me greatly that there was no narrative whatsoever. And that genuinely what's the word I'm looking for, like, negatively impacts the viewing experience, because if you've got no narrative and you've got nothing to follow, you are just watching action scenes play out for the sake of action scenes, and then those action scenes don't really lead to anything. Like, it's, look at where we started this series, and I apologise, I just keep ranting at you, but look at where we started this series, okay? Grogu's with Mando, and the Mandalorian's don't really have Mandalore as it once was, and the Empire is still building behind the scenes. Where are we now at the end? Exactly the same position.
1: They've got Mandalore. I got, they've got Mandalore now, haven't they? But it's but it's yes. not
0: the planet. It's still not the planet it once was. It, uh, yes, Indeed. they've in theory, they've got Mandalore. But at the same time, if the Empire want to take it back, they just fly in there with 200 ships and blow it to hell.
1: Yeah, that you made a good point because who uh, said there wasn't like a huge army with the Empire well, so I they could just Philippa, call their troops couldn't they
0: but yeah but I said to Philippa I was like come on all the Mandalorians all 33 of us let's go we've got to save the planet there's like none of them there's like 30 odd mm. people yeah. oh, <laughs> lights <laughs> me up so much there are like 30 Mandalorians mm. they're but like we've it- got to save... and then you've got that stupid armorer character. We've got to save the planet for Mandalore, yeah, and she was killing people in midair with a hammer.
1: Yeah, she's she's got a mighty good accuracy with that hammer. She's, she's, the... um, it, she's <laughs> but the... in in uh, keeping with this season, there's only thirty people that live on a planet anyway, so it's fine.
0: And and every planet is only one city or town. Yeah. There's like Absolutely. we've got to, we've got to retake Mandalore, we've got to retake our home planet. Um, it's convenient that us and the Empire and those pirate Mandalorians that were living on the planet all happen to be in the same place at the same time. And also, do you remember that they were on like that Mandalorian like pirate ship thing? Those guys that were living on the planet still were like floating around on the surface or on. Do you remember, like, that giant dinosaur thing popped out the ground that destroyed the ship and they had to run away from? Oh, uh, hey, yeah. Where did that go? And how are they going to kill that?
1: I See, I thought that was the thing that was under the water. No. No, it's not, though, is it? It's something else.
0: No, because they showed that's still under the water at the end of the episode. I don't know, then. I just, honestly, I can't. Really, process what we're supposed to care about with Star Wars
1: anymore. Mm. Like, the, like, the only, so the only, last, sorry,
0: that, yeah.
1: go on, I was going to say, the what, The Spies is something that I still can't get my head around. Um, they had a whole episode about it, it was numbers, episode seven was called The Spies, and um, I did listen to a podcast called Um, Children of the Watch, which is quite a big Star Wars uh, themed episode, uh, podcast, sorry. And they had a whole episode of trying to figure out who the spy could be. And we mentioned it on our last podcast to say Um, it could be the armorer. But there was no link to the spies at all. I had no idea why they called that episode Uh, Spies. Um, So that was something that was left unanswered completely.
0: This is the thing you have an opportunity to build a narrative and follow it from start to finish. In a season, but also an episode. In the episode, nothing really like there wasn't even a narrative for the episode. It was just a case of let's go take Mandalore. Peep, 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 we we won, and um, you could have had it that Bo Katan turned around when, when it's Mando and Grogu and Bo Katan versus Moff Gideon. You could have Bo Katan hand him the dark saber and say, "I'm joining the Empire so that I can have Mandalore," and that she gets Mandalore if they defeat the Mandalorians, and I'm just like. Oh, that would be a good hook for the next season. That would be good. But instead, they didn't touch on the spies, but they didn't touch on any narrative reason for you to care beyond this season. And like they did the they did the piss-takey thing that they always do, and they have Grogu and Mando have this really like cute. Shot at the end of them sat outside their house on Navarro, and they get the people who don't care about Star Wars as a franchise, like my wife, who sits there and goes, No, nah. because that's the thing that lives in people's memories is they're like, Oh, they've got a little house on Navarro, and it's like, Yes, but yeah. they could have had the house on Navarro eight episodes ago and just not gone on any of these adventures. They, if they mm-hmm. hadn't gone anywhere, they would have had the house on Navarro still because. If you remember in episode one, I think it's literally episode one, the guy who runs Navarro said, Hey, if you want to retire, you and your little family, you live here. That's absolutely fine. So you could, in episode one, could have gone, Yeah, yeah, all
1: right, I'll live here.
0: (laughs) And And we could have saved (laughs) hours
1: of watching something.
0: We watched eight hours or so of this series. He could have just had his house with Grogu right at the start. Yeah. He'd be none the wiser to Moff Gideon being around. The only reason Moff Gideon even came back out of the shadows is because the Mandalorians tried to take Mandalore, but if he stayed in Navarro, they wouldn't have tried to take Mandalore because Bo-Katan wouldn't have the darksaber that he somehow, still I don't understand, handed it to her.
1: Yeah, He told he told a porky to uh, Bo-Katan's uh, army, didn't, didn't he? He was like, oh yes, she bested me in combat.
0: Well, no, it was that it's she not saved really. him... I lost to the turtle monster that ended up being a little General Grievous ripoff, and then she oh, yeah, beat, right, and then yeah. she beat that. So she technically bit, uh, just it's like that does not how it works. But okay.
1: Also, do you notice that you know the fight scene between Bogtan and the, the new camp. leader of that mercenary army oh, know, yeah. a couple of episodes back? Oh mate, we didn't touch is on he, that. It was awful. Is his name Ass, as in A S S. I swear, he was called something. I said, hang on, did they just call him ass?
0: You could, you could honestly tell me that his name was Cock and Balls, all one word, and I'd believe you, because I don't know what his name was, because there was no reason to care about that character whatsoever. Uh, I thought he and could again, be the spy, but nah. But you could have had, instead of doing all the, like, fetch quest stuff that they did in the first episode you could have just had episode one bo goes. Oh, Mando goes to bo I need to find the bathtub so that I can have a bath and that I can be a Mandalorian again he has his bath and then she's like I want to take Mandalore back and he's like yeah okay I I like without you know we could talk about this in more depth and actually come up with a reason but she, she's and he's like yeah let's do it let's take Mandalore I want to take back this planet and then the subsequent six or seven episodes, you could have Moth Gideon planning to take over Mandalore. And then the main story be trying to actually gather the Mandalorians together from all over the galaxy instead of just going to one planet to find one load of Mandalorians, defeat one guy, and then all of them be like, okay, we follow Bo Katan now.
1: I know. It was just such a shame because I was really excited for the season. As soon as I saw the trailer, like, load of Mandalorians in it. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Mate, moving colours. I had so much hope. Mate, moving colours. That's what they do.
0: They just put loads of moving colours on the screen. They're like, look. Mm. And then people... But then that's the thing. I say people will watch it. It's been the lowest viewed series as well. This season's been the lowest viewed season in Mandalorian history so far. And, you know, Kathleen Kennedy at the top of Lucasfilm and everyone else that's working on Disney Star Wars writing these episodes, whether it be um oh what's her name from flipping jurassic park the ginger woman who's in that bryce dallas howard she's directed some episodes john favreau taika waititi whoever it's been Dave filoni it's just not good anymore people liked it in the first season because it had a premise this is a bounty hunter that came across a child and he was tasked with bringing that child to their people to be able to then go on and go back to his life. But he's never gone back to the life that people were enjoying him in at the start. It's just been fetch quest after fetch quest after fetch quest. And it's just not, it's just not good. So what do they do now? Like they're going to, if they go back to the bounty hunting, that would genuinely be the best thing they can do. But even then star Wars is so dead. Like they've killed star Wars. Mandalorian is the thing that gave it a little bit of life. It's like you defibrillate something Oh, here comes the Mandalorian. Boom, boom. And you go beep, beep, beep. Season three, beep, dead. Completely dead again. Well done, Lucasfilm. You've killed something else. What are they going to do? Oh, let's bring out three movies. One that wraps up the Mandalorian franchise and Bo-Katan and Ashoka Tano or Ahsoka Tano. Then what else is the other thing? The Acolyte, which is just like a looks like a woman power prequel movie about the force and stuff like that. And then they're bringing back Ray, George. Of all the things yeah, they could no, do, they're bringing back Ray. Everyone hated Ray. No one likes yeah. Ray.
1: And now she's back. God Just damn
0: like it. Just like Bo-Katan, Ray could do no wrong. No one ever beat Ray. Ray never had to learn anything. The same as Bo-Katan, and that's why no one likes bo <laughs>
1: I know, mate. It's, it is frustrating because I've I've bought a load of I've got a Mandalorian t shirt on right now. I I, I, I love the character. And, I've got Mandalorian um, t shirt. Ended out on this way.
0: I got a Mandalorian t shirt, but from season one when it was good because I was like, this is actually worth watching. I'm back into Star Wars, and what they've done is they've completely killed that enthusiasm again because they've mm. not told a good story. Like, what do you know more about the Star Wars universe than? when we started watching The Mandalorian Season 1? Nothing. Nothing. Uh... It's such a shame. They had such an opportunity to really carry the Star Wars franchise on top of The Mandalorian's back. And they've absolutely killed it. Because, again, like with everything, they've gone, that's popular, let's ruin that. Mm. That's really popular, let's put a female lead in, in secret, mm. without you know, making their own show. Let's make the main male character a complete idiot who can't actually do anything. Let's take Grogu and put him on screen every 20 seconds going, "Eh." Yeah. That's it.
1: It's interesting. I think when man, uh, Din Djarin, he dropped off Grogu to the Jedi, I thought, oh, this is a sad ending. But I thought it does make sense because he's a Jedi. So he should be with his Jedi family.
0: The emotion... I'm going to see if I can find it on YouTube whilst we're talking. The emotion in that scene where Grogu leaves um, Mando at that end of, the, end of season two. Like... Uh, yeah. Like, when they actually said goodbye to each other, it's so emotional. And Pedro Pascal's in it and does an incredible job at face-acting that scene, if that's even the right way to say it. You know, like... The, well, you know better than I do. Like, is it called face acting or like just emotional response comedian. to things? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's just it's farcical what they've done to this series. I'm going to just really quickly, if you give if you'll give me the ten of D. Um,
1: okay. So no problems.
0: I'm going to just share my screen again a minute because I think it's actually worth watching. Like, um, is that shared or not? Yeah. Can you see my screen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, give me two sacks, because... Chair sound. Right. Oh, I've got it muted. I've got it on playback speed a bit higher, obviously, but... the emotion in this scene... ...for them to just flip it back and go... ...ah, he's back now. Don't be afraid.
1: He's flipping there. Huh? No flipping there.
0: No. And if he does, like... I don't know how they've managed to make it look worse. Like, that looks better than it does now.
1: Yeah, they shouldn't have showed his feet.
0: Like, I'm sorry, but that scene compared to what we get now... Mm. Like, he's... And this is the thing, they've... So I think that, again, you know, we talked about, like... And, and we will stop in a minute. But, you know, we talked about the fact that he's still in it for no real reason. That's the reason, is because he's... They they basically... They wrote the two seasons, this is the story across two seasons, getting back to the Jedi, that's the main thing that we're trying to achieve. You actually get to that point, you give him back, and then Star Wars Kathleen Kennedy, whoever's the head of Lucasfilm, goes, no, we can't get rid of Grogu. He's way too good at making money for us. You've got to get him back in the show somehow. So then they wangle him back in, in the Book of Boba Fett, and he's, what's he done all season? And that, oh my God, that's just brought me to a great point. How the flippity fuck did Grogu save Bo-Katan and Mando with that Force shield when he hasn't been trained in using the Force by a Jedi because he left the Jedi to go back to Mando?
1: He's never done that before, so
0: well, we need him to use yeah. it. the plot. You know, the plot needs them to all survive, so he's gonna have to use the force to a considerably high level mm. but he's never done before. And we've have we've ever seen that on screen in Star Wars like a, a
1: force shield to that level? I don't think so. No. But he's I mean, not him been moving stuff around, that made sense. When he was like yes, the Red Guards, fine. when he was but like moving their fine. weapons and stuff.
0: That's absolutely fine because he wasn't like flipping them and turning them back on them and using them with the Force. Just moving mm. stuff like, get that away from him, Oop, get that away from him, knock him over, that is absolutely fine. But to produce mm-hmm. a Force shield strong enough to withstand that blast and protect three people,
1: nah. Yeah, that lost me as well god this
0: show sucked well thank you very much for listening don't forget like share and subscribe to us on youtube as well as spotify we thank you very much we will be back again next week for our weekly roundup but we will have other videos coming out in the next few weeks as well so keep an eye out for those thank you very much for listening i've been toby and he has been K. george turner we have been the flatback three and we will see you soon